This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rhodes. Where do we begin? Well, we begin back in September 2021, if you can remember that far back, where we talked about colossal biosciences. This was not ringing a bell. This was the company that had plans to genetically engineer a woolly mammoth, which it wanted to reintroduce into the Arctic tundra. Do you remember that? It was going to impregnate an elephant with mammoth DNA. Maybe impregnate is the wrong word. Anyway, yes. they've uh, they haven't managed to do that yet. You won't be that surprised uh, to learn. <laughs> Mammoths, they're going for something a little smaller. They're going to try to make a new dodo and reintroduce it to Mauritius. Okay, I'm because slightly less worried place, about uh, dodos roaming the place than I am about woolly mammoths. Well, the woolly mammoths will be in the Arctic tundra. They weren't planning on letting them loose on the streets Whoa. of London. Although you know how these things happen. <laughs> We've yeah, seen the exactly. movies. Yes. Exactly. Well, the dodos they're going to bring back into Mauritius, where it was last seen in the 17th century, before it was wiped out mainly for sport, apparently, by the by the sailors, because they were so easy to shoot. Uh, anyway, and how feasible is this going to be, do you think? Well, they have collected DNA from museum specimens of dodos, mm-hmm. which there are hundreds around the world. And um, Beth Shapiro, who is the lead paleogeneticist, uh, said uh, that they, they, they think they can do it. You know, we've talked on this show about things you can tell people at parties, the jobs that you have. Yes, I think yes, yes. saying I'm the lead paleogeneticist at Colossal Biosciences, would that impress or would that terrify people? Well, I don't know. The next question is, what does that involve? You say I'm reviving dodos and woolly mammoths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think we've like run a mile before that. Well, the problem is that um, the, the nearest relative to a dodo currently around is apparently a pigeon. And uh, there are two problems there. One is that hmm. pigeons being significantly smaller than dodos, I don't know how you're going to hatch a dodo out of a pigeon-sized egg. Or somehow yes. persuade the pigeon to lay a dodo side. Well, well, yes, one very, very unhappy pigeon, I imagine. Very unhappy pigeon. The The next problem is that uh, eggs being external, it's a lot harder to get the DNA into them than it would be into a sort of regular fetus inside the, the animal. So I don't quite know how they're going to manage that. But mm. when people say, which came first, the dodo or the egg, you have to tell them the egg with absolute certainty. Yes. Yeah, but not anyway, the original they have dojo. raised a further $150 million in, in funding in order to try and make... I don't know, the people who are funding this, what do they think they're going to get out of it? What are the commercial well, possibilities yeah, of dodos? Except for sport. Except for and sport. And people would frown on that now, I imagine. I imagine they would, yes. As they didn't in the 17th century. Yes, anyway, so let, us, let us move on from there. Okay. Bad news for BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, which was once the the darling of internet news, uh, it's 
its value plummeted from $1.7 billion down to a mere $340 million. Well, I say a mere, still quite a mm. lot. Enough to buy a couple of dodos, actually, if they chose to invest that uh, <laughs> yes, wisely. Yes. Uh, the bad news is that in order to save costs, they're firing their journalists and instead using AI to write quizzes initially. Yes, I think um, they're not firing CEO... all journalists. I did, I, as I read it, well, they were firing some, but maybe their, I'm wrong. Their CEO has said that they're going to expand the AI for editorial, with humans providing what he calls cultural currency and inspired prompts. So the humans will be there simply to feed ideas to the AI. It's all a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit Talking scary. of scary AI, did you know that Google on your phone can identify music from your singing? Um, I didn't, but Soundhound and um, uh, the other one, I can't remember the name of at the moment, they can do this. They can do that. Uh, that requires sort of decent singing. With oh, okay. Google, you can sing as badly as I can sing. I was going to show you, but I think I wouldn't inflict my singing on yes, the right. on the listening public. Uh, uh, what do you What do you tell Google before you actually start singing? You what just, am I singing? You know, you you press the button on your phone that says mm. "Sing something, identify music." Oh, okay, I didn't it's, realize it's there really was such a button. It's, no, indeed. There's well, it gets scarier still. My, my daughter, I had was unaware of what it was, but sent a poem about her 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 son, my grandchild, which was really rather rather, rather good. And then it turned out she just asked that AI engine to do it. Yes. In fact, it wasn't really rather good. Read it again. Oh, it's better than you I could it to me. Better than I could do it. No, if it had been written by a ten year old, you'd say, Oh, that's really rather good. Well, but written better than by I an adult, do. you'd say, Don't be ridiculous. It was oh. a it was a it was a rubbish poem, I'm sorry, I have to say. Well it's certainly better uh, than I ever managed to do at school. Well indeed. And Google uh, and you know the whole chat gpt ai generating thing it is getting quite scary uh, microsoft who invested 14 billion dollars into chat gpt hmm. think how many think how many dodos you could buy with that yes but what, what, what in what way is it generating money though well it isn't yet but when people like buzzfeed start having their entire content produced from it yes it's, it is it is very good. There was a test produced by a uh, lecturer at Minnesota University who got it to pass a US law exam by you know giving it the student questions and telling it how what, how long and they wrote it. In fact, some universities are so scared about this that they are in their exams they are reverting to pen and paper so that people can't use chat GT, GPT to to churn it all out for them. So it mm. is it is dangerous. Open uh, open AI, the people who make Chat GPT, mm -hmm. are releasing a tool to check if the content is AI generated, or they do point out it's not fully reliable. So in their own tests, it correctly ID'd uh, AI content in just 26% of those that were actually produced by AI. Uh it also That's pretty low, yes. It also said that human text uh, was AI nine percent of the time, so it does it does get it wrong, mm. but it's worth it's worth checking it out because it is interesting. It is somewhat terrifying because, of course, automated uh, creation of content, as we now call mm. the arts, content. Is, is is spreading all over the place. It's spreading into yes. art. We've seen very much into photography, and but also into and Drogba. 
into drama. Into drama There's a new yes. show which I haven't seen but been reading about in which uh, AI is generating likenesses of, of celebrities who don't then yes. have to get paid to act in this thing. Which is scary. It is also generating music. This is a, uh, a thing called Music LM, which is uh, part of Google's experimental labs, mm -hmm. which generates music from a text prompt and, a, and an audio prompt. So uh, let us have a listen to the audio prompt that they gave their, their system. This is one of dozens and dozens of them, but this is just one audio prompt they gave them. Okay, Freud has shown a Goethe Punkin from um, The Ode to Joy from Beethoven's Ninth, but who's giving that to whom? I don't quite understand. Well, that was a human giving it yeah. to the AI, which he then asked to produce in the in the style of a choir. Let's have a listen. Hmm. And in the style of a jazz saxophone. That's quite good. In the style of a string quartet. Out. Some horrible harmonies. Yes, some pretty terrible harmonies. There, in yes. the style of an opera. No, I think it's safe to say musicians are safe for the time being. Yes, I was going to say work in progress. But, work in but progress. Again, but the speed with long? which these things are developing is just extraordinary. Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, we always we all saw, you know, automation coming along and taking people's jobs, but we never thought it would be the jobs of artists, you know, musicians, painters, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. poets that would be taken. And it's it's actually really quite shocking how how good this stuff is getting yes yes right we, haven't well, written, we haven't haven't commissioned the, the the first chat gpt novel although i'm sure someone will beat us to it because oh i'm sure somebody must be it. doing it now mm. surely you would think somebody so. must let us just take a, a break while i'm still the person pressing the buttons sharing ideas about money this is share radio Me, I actually press the button, but it won't be long before I'm replaced, I'm sure. So where do we go now? Well, people being replaced again, or rather not replaced. Uh, cutbacks in the tech arena. Google have announced that they've just laid off 31 massage therapists at their headquarters. Wow. wow. Well, how will they manage? Free, how will they manage? They'll start for getting free massages because it's uh, typically tech companies employ well programmers and programmers don't have very much interest in stuff outside programming and so they don't really care how much mm. money they, they they earn because if they've got enough for a pizza and a can <laughs> of red bull then then they're happy so tech companies traditionally have given their employees lots of perks mm. to encourage them to work for them uh, we talked last year about 
how Facebook cut their free on-site laundry. Oh, and yes, how, I remember. Where they used to offer a free uh, taxi home or uh, and a free meal, the last bus home now goes before the free meal starts. So you can choose one or the other, but you can't have both. Right. And I've looked around, and the only company that I can find who are still offering decent perks is Ben & Jerry's. Not a tech company, but a company which is uh, providing all of its employees with free three pints of ice cream a day. Um, all, all of which is odd, because it, certainly in Britain at the moment, as we understand, most companies are actually having trouble finding employees. So you would think they'd be offering perks, but you would. Yes. Not the tech companies, which are going the other direction. Well, they don't suffer from Brexit in the United States, so mm. I imagine they, they don't have the same difficulty finding employees. Three pints of ice cream a day, though. I mean, are they supposed to eat it all? I don't know. You can't really take it home. By the time you've got it home, it really no, exactly. it. Yes. Mm. I don't That's know. Absolutely extraordinary. Well, perhaps that's one of those things that, on the surface, looks very good until you actually think, could I possibly eat three pints of ice cream a day? I suppose you can give it to your friends. So it's maybe that all these sort of laid-off massage therapists and um, and people are going to have to find uh, new employment. But how will they learn new skills? Well, here's a way you can learn three times faster. Mm -hmm. This is uh, some research done by the universities in Cambridge and Singapore. And it based, it's based on the fact that each person has an individual alpha brainwave frequency. Mm. It is somewhere between 8 and 12 hertz. So somewhere between 8 and 12 times a second, your alpha waves um, fire. Mm. Looking at a flashing light that fires at the same frequency as your alpha waves for just one and a half seconds enables you to learn three times faster. Absolutely extraordinary. How and long does that last? Well, apparently there's good next day retention as well. Good so, grief. Okay. Yeah. It, how long does it last? It doesn't really matter. Another one and a half seconds of flashing lights and you're back up to speed again. And you can do this yourself at home with a flashing light. You'd need some kind of speed controller. And you'd need some EEG headgear, of course, to measure your alpha waves. Where can you get EEG healthcare from? Well, I've done the research for you. You can get it from Amazon. £169 will buy you an EEG headset from a company called Mindplay. That's mm -hmm. Mindplay with a Y rather than an I. Of course it is, yes. Of course it is. Yes. Uh, and so, have you tried it? Well, I haven't because I, I, don't, I haven't got the wherewithal or the knowledge to, to build the flashing lights that can tie into the into the headgear. But I'm you, sure it won't well, be you, long. You, you certainly can build something that does a flashing light and oh, that's not beyond you even i might be able to manage that yes but we're talking about a flashing light that fl flashes very precisely not mm. only somewhere between eight and twelve times a second but exactly the right amount between eight and twelve times a second so so basically with the gear from amazon you can actually work out how fast the flashing light should be flashing you just can't get a flashing light to flash that fast i imagine so yes oh well that's a bit disappointing really well just I'm trying, sure to, just trying long, to learn but... italian it would have been very useful it would the the full the full thing will be presided, um, I'm sure, very shortly, probably on Amazon if someone else doesn't get there first. Okay. Look out for oh. on Kickstarter. That's what I say. Watch this space, I guess. Okay, mm. we haven't had one of these yet, so I guess now's about the right time. Hmm. Stargazing. 
Who doesn't like gazing up at the stars on a clear night? Well, if you're one of the people who do, make the most of it now, because the chances are you won't be able to for very much longer. The problem being satellites. There are currently 8,000 satellites up there circling the Earth, hmm. which is up from just 2,000 in 2019. So that's a fourfold increase in just three years. And another 400,000 satellites have been approved for launch. Wow. Which means that by 2030, the night sky will be so full of satellites, we won't be able to see all but the, the very brightest stars. Surely the, I mean, that's obviously a shame, but surely the biggest danger is that they're going to start hitting each other and creating some sort of, you know, knock-on effect like in that film gravity i mean it's well, a rather amazing that doesn't happen more often because once debris starts circulating yes. satellites as well it becomes ever more difficult yes and that is absolutely true except because four hundred thousand sounds like an awful lot of satellites up there if you imagine four hundred thousand cars on the surface of the earth mm. they very rarely bump into each other and there's an awful lot more than four hundred thousand cars if the entire earth were covered with land rather than two-thirds of it being water. Mm. And then by moving the satellites out, you're then expanding that surface area by at least twice, maybe three or four times. Okay. I take, take your point, but they, into each other they, they already have to move the... Um, the um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. What's International the, that, Space Station? Yeah. Thank you very much yeah. indeed. Sorry, I, I need that flashing light rather quickly, you I think. You the International Space Station has to move every so, so often. And, of course, most satellites can't actually move to get out of the way of other things. Well, I don't know. Maybe they will bump into each other. But, as I say, there's a lot of space up yes. there. and So do your stargazing now, really, when you've got the chances. The do your stargazing before 2030. That's my advice. I did go to one of the dark sky areas and um, stayed in an Airbnb, and they provided this really immense telescope. I was looking forward to it dreadfully. There was not one clear night in the week we were there. Ah. Oh. Lot of rain, yes. So yeah. we didn't do anything; just gazed at the telescope, really. Right. Well, we're now. Talking of uh, talking of gazing up at the sky, a little mm. bit lower than the than the satellites. Drones. There are three hundred thousand drones in the UK. Three hundred thousand licensed drones. That is, which is an awful lot of drones. But what and what what makes you have to license one? Because I've got one that isn't licensed. If they're over a certain size. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, the one that you've got is the one that I got you for your yes. birthday some years ago, yes. which yes. which you can fit in the palm of your hand. That's not yes. the kind of thing that airports are worried about. Okay. It's the bigger ones that they're worried right, about. Right. So there are proposals to give them number plates. When I say number plates, I don't mean number plates like you've got on cars. Right. But I mean remote ID, which will enable them to them, you know, them, mm. them who do them. things, yes, enable yes. them to track the speed location, height, user's location, and takeoff point. Now, I think there's a problem there with tracking both their speed and their location, because uh, according to Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, of course, we can know exactly where something is or what speed it's going, but not both at the same time. So anyway, mm -hmm. who knows? They may get to do it. It's due to launch on 1st of launch. April <laughs> Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. First of April, never being a good day to launch anything, um, I don't think. No. Anyway, still up in the sky, mm. and we're moving on again. On January the 11th, that's just uh, last month in the United States, 
how many flights were there, domestic flights in the United States? I'll tell you how many. There were none because the FAA, the Federal, Federal Air Authority, had to ground them all because of a problem. And the problem Yes, I was, read about that. Yeah. Well, they had technicians who were synchronizing their backups mm. and they accident, accidentally deleted some key files mm. without which the planes couldn't fly. So the entire United States was grounded while they had to go, I don't know, rubbish in their, in their bin or come up from a different mm -hmm. backup to get these files back. And you think that kind of thing, there'd be some kind of warning saying, are you sure you want to delete these? These are very important, you know. I mean, if I try and delete even trivial files on my computer, it warns me about it. Wasn't there something terribly important to do with America's defence that's on floppy disks you told us about recently? Have I just imagined there, that? Uh, there may well have been. Um, I don't something like missile defence or something really rather important that you thought would be terribly whizzy and up to date. I can't remember. I'll have to go back uh, and listen to all the previous episodes. I don't episodes, remember, but if know. that were the case, then the, the likely explanation would be that floppy disks are air-gapped, and the internet obviously isn't. So that, for, yes, for defence purposes, that, yes, that could be yes, a good yes. idea. Yes, yes. Hmm. Right. On now to um, you know, have, a little, have a little jingle, or are we going to go straight on? Oh, let's just go straight on. Yes. Okay. Flower picking. There's a shortage of, of flower pickers in this country, and so flowers have been less left rotting in the fields, not just in this country, but in places like Holland as well. Mm. Well, Falmouth University have come up with a solution. They've invented a robot, which they've called Daffy, right? Um, which is like a little fairground claw, and it can pick flowers at well, a I hope it's or... I hope it's rather more effective than the fairground claws I used to use. And it was never could catch anything. <laughs> no, well, they were they were specifically designed not to be able to yes. catch anything. They move at ten centimeters a second, which I suppose is. Well, it's a meter every ten seconds. It's it's not mm. terribly fast, but it's probably as fast as your average flower picker. And I don't know if they're actually going to put this into practice yet, because I imagine these robots will be significantly more expensive than your average yes. flower picker. What do we have recently? Was it raspberry pickers? Yes, well, picking soft yes. fruit yes. is a particularly difficult. Flowers, but, I imagine, uh, fairly similar. You can't just are, simply squeeze but... them, can you? Well, no, but what you don't want to do is to have a, a raspberry picker going along just plucking the heads off, because people tend to want the stems with flowers. Yes, that is certainly true. Yes, you would think that would be easier than the raspberry one, but who knows? Okay. And finally, our hmm. app of the week. We have got a oh. little app of the week jingle. Yes, I can give you one of those. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. It's been so long since I played it. Let me no play the one right would, one. No, if you hadn't said, I know it's the wrong one. Oh, For okay. as of today, it's the right one. No, I've got to, I've got to play it. I'm sorry. Oh, go on I've, got to, I've got to play it. It's been so long, I'd forgotten. It has. It has. App of the week. So picture the situation. Uh, your phone is running out of battery. Mm. You've got just 5% battery left. Mm. What do you do? Do you check your Facebook feed? Do you go onto your favourite news website? Or do you use an app you've previously downloaded for this very purpose called Die With Friends? What? You can only use the app if your phone battery is about to, to die. Hmm. And it puts you into a chat room with other people whose phone batteries are also, are also going. And the idea is that you sit there chatting away with them until one by one, you you drop off because your phone has died. 
am I being unduly thick and not really seeing the point of that? Well, no, I don't think you are because I was. I, I have downloaded it. I've never <laughs> right. really let my battery get down to five percent, so I haven't had the chance to to try it out yet. But um, I think if I were in the situation, I think it'd be, it'd be quite. I mean, quite morbid. Certainly, in a room full of dying people waiting for them all to, to to drop off. But I think the idea of it is rather glorious. I wonder if it's not available for the iPad as well, because my iPad battery does actually often almost go by the end of the day. So I could. If it's an iPhone app, then you can always use it on your iPad as well. That isn't true. WhatsApp doesn't work on iPad, but does work on. It, it does. It's just not available for download on iPad. For reasons best known oh, to WhatsApp. All right. Okay. Oh, well, that's quite intriguing. Well, well, let's see who first tries it. Die with friends. Except they aren't friends because you've never met these people before. No, but by the time, with the strangers. time they, they die, they'll be friends. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a good, die with strangers <laughs> is not such a good name for the app. <laughs> well, you, uh, let's see who tries it out first. Up. Or if one of our listeners tries it, let us know how you get on. That's it, though, for this edition of Gadget and Gizmos from Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose. We'll be back with the same, I was going to say the same, no, completely different stuff at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.